Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the morning broadcast, to the morning live stream. It's good to have every one of you here. I see people are starting to come on and starting to, to log into the morning devotion. So uh, I, have a, I have a word on my heart. Can you believe that? So good morning. Hello, Erika. And good morning, Lene, my beautiful wife. And there's Erika. There's another notification for Erika. Good morning, Janine. <laughs> morning, everyone. It's good to see all of you. So um, I would just like to share something that's that's on my heart, and um, it's really simple, but I think it's gonna do something for you for your life. It's gonna bless you. <laughs> that's why I'm sharing it. So okay, so we have a couple of people. We'll see who else joins in in a couple of minutes, but um, I want you to turn to First John chapter. First John chapter 4. Okay. All right, so let's go straight to the punchline. <laughs> it says, we know and believe, verse 16, First John 4, verse 16. We know and believe the love God cherishes for us. God is love, and he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God, and God dwells and continues in Him. In this union and communion with Him, love is brought to completion and attains perfection with us, that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. All right, I just want to read the King James. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. Okay, so I just want to make this statement. God's love is already perfect. But the love of God that's manifesting in us is brought to completion, attains perfection, is brought out to manifestation. All right, so there's a transformative power of love. Um, when we are... What does bloedgestel? Exposed. Thank you very much. My Afrikaans doesn't want to go away this morning. Okay. When you are exposed to the love of Jesus Christ, to the love of the Spirit, and you know what His love is, you start to experience His love. You start to taste of the love that He cherishes for you. And you start to believe the love that He has for you. Now you start to taste and see that the Lord is good. Now you start to experience the love. Remember in Ephesians chapter 3, he says, I pray that you may experience, practically through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ. Okay, and that's the point. We need to experience his love for us. If you know how Jesus feels about you, you will feel what he feels in you because he's inside you. So if, if there's that connection, you know his love, you believe his love, that love is brought to completion in you. You start to feel that love inside of you, and then you feel like he feels. You think like he thinks. You talk like he talks. You're moved by the same love. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14 says, the love, of Christ, the love of Christ urges, impels, moves us because we are of the opinion that if one died, then all died. So... Once I know the love of Jesus Christ, I know how, how it feels. I feel him inside me. I know and believe the love he cherishes for me. 
My heart is under the influence of his love. Now I feel the way he, feel. he feels. So there's a transforming power of the love of God. Now the love of God is not the command. You must love and then you look to yourself to try and find love within yourself to try and fulfill the command. It's not what he's talking about. So the love that we can conjure up is not the quality of love that God has in his heart. All right? So if we can quickly just jump with me to James. Let's jump to James. Come on, James. Where's James? James is in heaven. Okay. No, not James. First John, sorry. We were in First John. So my mind wanted to jump to James. Okay. First John. Chapter 2. You know, you have something in your mind and then the Holy Spirit directs you somewhere else and you have to search for it. Okay. Right. Okay. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light. And in it and in him there is no occasion for stumbling, no cause for error or sin. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walking in the dark. He is straying and does not perceive or know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Okay, so Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 talks about the eyes of your understanding being enlightened and then you experience the love of God. So the love of Christ enlightens the eyes of your understanding. I'm writing to you little children because for his name's sake your sins are forgiven. All right. Now, he says, verse 15, Do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. But I want to refer you to the King James. I think it's a better translation. There. He says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So there's a love that is of the Father. It's a quality of love that is from Him. His love is a supernatural love. Back to First John chapter 4, not jumping to James again. All right. <laughs> First John chapter 4. Let me just read this again. We know and believe the love God cherishes for us. God is love. Okay, God is spirit, God is light, God is the word, God is love. All of that which God is, and God is a fire, <laughs> all of that which God is, is supernatural. Supernatural love is higher than a dopamine shot that you get if you do something in the natural and your body reacts and you say you feel love. Okay. There's a difference between the natural reaction, 
which is also made and created by God, it's good. But without the spiritual component, it's carnal and it leads to death. Okay, so what we need is the love that the Father has for us. If we go for the things of the world, it is a telltale sign that his love is not having an effect, an influence on our hearts. So there's a transformative power of the love. Once his love has an effect, an influence on our hearts, what happens? We are in fellowship with him, verse 17, 1 John 4, verse 17. In this fellowship, in this union, his love is brought to completion with us and attains perfection. Uh, and we have boldness in the day of judgment. So there's no finger point, pointing to us because we, we didn't go for the things of the world. Okay? Because as he is, so are we. How easy he is love. How are we? We are love. His love is brought to completion in us. If you want to be transformed into the image of Christ, that image is love. If you want to know God, God is love. If you want to be like Jesus Christ, okay, just hear that in the right context. If you, if you want to manifest Christ from within, if you want people to see him and not you, you need to know the love God has for you. His love transforms you. Okay, so if you dwell in his love, you dwell in the light, no occasion for stumbling. But if you hate your brother, you dwell in darkness and there's occasion for stumbling. <laughs> I hope, hope this is clear to you. So let us love one another for love is from God. Let, let me just um, read this in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And he who loves his fellow men is begotten of God and coming progressively to know and understand God, to perceive and recognize, get a better, clearer knowledge of him. Okay, so now I hear a message. I start feeling how much Jesus loves me. Wow, the love has an influence on my heart. I feel different. I start acting different. So I start loving my neighbor. Now, because I know his love for me, I start Operating in love. And as I love, I get a clearer knowledge of him. It says here, verse 7, he is um, begotten of God and is coming progressively to know and understand God. So, as you receive the love, born of God. As that love moves through you, get a clearer knowledge of Christ that is in you. The love moves you impels you and as you get a clearer knowledge you feel more of his love you understand more of his love so you act more like him it's a progressive transformation through the experience of supernatural love now love and we uh, read it also in first john chapter 2 for his name's sake your sins are forgiven love and forgiveness go together like this impossible to split them apart it's not two topics it's not two different things that you split for the sake of a course or it's the same 
God's love, God's forgiveness is the same. So if God is love, he, his very nature is forgiving. His very nature is merciful. So, the forgiveness. Remember in Luke chapter 7, and this is something I bang on about, and I'm going to preach this until the whole world looks like Jesus. So get ready, you're going to hear it again and again. <laughs> so, Luke chapter 7, here comes this woman. Um, and she's an especially wicked sinner, devoted to sinners, social outcast. Okay, so nah, the people who kind of, you know, the Oipoloi didn't like her. She was like, you don't spend time with her. Okay, some of them may have, but only in secret. But the thing is, <laughs> here she comes in. Jesus is eating with a Pharisee. Man, this guy is important. He thinks he's like, you know, he's the main, main kunain. Okay, so here comes Jesus and he walks into the house. So here's the Pharisee and the, now the woman comes in. All right, so the Pharisee judges Jesus and he says to Jesus, uh, says in his heart, if this man were a prophet, he would have known how wicked this woman is that is touching him right now. So firstly, he's saying, can't be a prophet because yeah, this woman, she's touching him. And if he knew how wicked she was, he wouldn't have allowed it. Okay, so he's judging Jesus. And he's judging the woman saying, she's not worth anything because she's sinful. But completely forgetting the, his own sins that he needs atonement for. He thinks he's fine. He is, he's self-righteous because he made some sacrifices in the temple. Okay? But everyone knows, even the law itself says, that no one is justified by dependence on the law. Okay. So, here comes this woman. She cries. She wets the feet of Jesus with her hair. Okay? She washes it, wipes it, with the tears, <laughs> wipes it with the air, <laughs> and she brings ointment, very costly, rare perfume. She pours it out on the feet of Jesus, and it fills, you know, fragrance fills the house. And she cries, and she kisses his feet, and she ministers to Jesus. And this Pharisee is just disgusted. Jesus says to the Pharisee named Simon, he says, "Simon, I have something to say to you." There was a certain lender of money, and he had two debtors. One owed him little, and one owed him much. When both of them had no way to repay him, he freely forgave them both. Who do you suppose would love the most? He says, I suppose the one who's been forgiven the most, he says, You've answered correctly. Look at this woman. Look at how she's loving my feet. Look at how she's kissing me. You offered me no kiss. So she's the one who owed much, and the Pharisee is the one who owed little, well, in his own estimation. Okay? So, but both were freely forgiven. So don't, don't bang the Pharisees too hard. God forgave them too. If only they would believe it. If only, I mean, the very people who crucified Jesus said, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they do. But if only they would believe it, even the gospel went directly to them first. All right? So here's this woman. She says, look at her. She's loving me. Her sins, that many as there are, are forgiven her. 
she loves much. So you see the love is the sign that the forgiveness has touched the heart. See, but those who are forgiven little, loves little. So it's not necessarily that he has been forgiven less because his sins are just in a different format. But it's, it's that he, uh, he had no perception of how much he was really forgiven. So if we really understand how much we are forgiven, man, the love of Christ, Christ will just pour out of us. So as you for, receive the forgiveness of Jesus, the love touches your life. As you receive the love of Christ, you just feel forgiven. The two, it's the same source. It's the same um, substance. You can't, you can't be forgiven without love. And remember what I said yesterday. So it's like there's a wisdom that's from above and a wisdom that's from beneath in the same action. So the, the, the person, the legalistic person can even come because of duty and say, I forgive you because the law says, you know, I must forgive. So forgive. I forgive you, you wicked thing. Okay? <laughs> and make people feel, you know, you get this stuff, you know, in, in some church circles. You get it, it's like, um, I forgive you that you said this and this and this and this and this about me behind my back. I forgive you that you always do this and this and this. <laughs> then the forgiveness is not forgiveness at all. It's accusation in a veil. <laughs> so there's the law again under the veil. Okay. But when love is involved, when someone's heart is touched by love, the transformative power is so amazing that they are completely stripped from any consciousness of sin and guilt and shame. And, um, and they are completely overwhelmed and filled by God's acceptance, God's love, God's forgiveness, God's uh, well-being inside them. And it just radiates out of them. They can't help it. They forgive people. They see people that were in the same situation that they were, and then they have compassion because they know what it feels like. And now they have something better to offer. So that's love and forgiveness. All right? So if you want your life to change, please, I beg of you, Please, I'm not going to stand on my knees because then I'm going to be out of the shot of the camera. <laughs> There's no one behind the camera. But <laughs> I beg of you, please, pretty please, don't try to change yourself to become more acceptable to Jesus. Please don't try to change yourself to be more acceptable to the Father or the Holy Spirit. Please don't try to change yourself to be more acceptable to your parents or your family. And please, for the love of God, don't try to change yourself to be more acceptable to your pastor. Okay? Uh, it's not the one that you need to convince. Okay? <laughs> so God is trying to get your attention on how much he loves you, how much he accepts you, how much he has already forgiven you. And if you can grasp that, if you can understand how he loves you and how great this flow of love is towards you, what the character and the nature of the Holy Spirit that is speaking to you, the, he, he, what his character is, if you know who he is, it will be so easy for you to open your heart and admit him into your heart. Okay, so just hear and let the love of God into your heart. Just hear and let the forgiveness of Jesus Christ touch your heart deeply. And now shed all those ideas about who you were. Shed it. It's like, you know, like a, a snake shedding a skin or like a... Um, 
you know, any animal with an exoskeleton or something, you know, shedding, growing, you know, leave the past behind. Leave the old way of thinking behind. It's like clothes, you know, like Colossians chapter 3 speaks it about clothes. It says, take off the former nature with its corrupt lusts and desires and be clothed with the, he says, with uh, a tender-hearted pity, with behavior marked by tender-hearted pity and mercy and kindness. And, and then he says, and above all, clothe yourselves with love, which is the bond of perfection. Colossians chapter 3. Okay, so strip off the old stuff. With that, I mean, don't try to change yourself now again. What I mean is, the old perception of who you are, give yourself permission to change. Give yourself permission to assume this new identity which comes to you, revealed to you through the love and the forgiveness of Jesus for you. Let it touch your heart and re really understand this is who I really am. And don't believe the lies that caused you to become hard and to struggle and to have grudges and, you know. Let the past be past and today let the love of Jesus touch your heart. Let the forgiveness of Christ come and just refresh everything in your life um, and just minister to you. Okay, so may you be completely restored today. May you be uh, quickened in your heart. Uh, may you receive life. May you receive joy. May you receive peace. Man, may the joy just erupt out of you like a volcano. <laughs> may the peace and the love just flow out of you. Okay, so may you just be touched by the love that God has in his heart for you today. And, and just know that you are completely forgiven in Jesus' name. This is the way that we get transformed. Romans chapter 12 says, be renewed, be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind. So what needs to be renewed? You need to know how much God loves you instead of thinking how much wrath God has for you because of what you've done. <clears throat> All of that was poured out on the cross. Man, when you look at the cross, you see what you should have had. And when you see the cross, you see, man, this is how much he loves me, that he took that for me so that I can know the perfect love of Christ. All right? So may you be blessed. May you experience God's love. May you know it. May it, may it burn in you like a fire. And... Uh, I pray that it will just completely transform your way of thinking about God and your way of thinking about yourself. All right, so I just want to just see who else is here so I can... Hello, my beautiful mother, Rosa. It's good to see you. Hello, also my beautiful mother, Rieta. It's good to see you. <laughs> so, and uh, Martinette, bless you. It's good to have you here. Man, you, Martinette, she's so hungry for the word. I mean, every, everywhere I watch something, Martinette is also watching. Every day she's watching. She's hungry for the word. Martinette, you're awesome. Okay. Um, let's see here. Hello, Eric. Eric is also really hungry for the word. I mean, I love all the comments. And you can really follow his lead and just comment and, and be, be in it. Bless you, Eric. You're a blessing. Um, Janine, I see you here, but I greeted you, and I greet you again. Be blessed. <laughs> so, um, okay, so I'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9 for another devotion. So uh, be blessed. I hope you enjoy your day and um, experience the love and the forgiveness of Jesus. Amen.